0: we're back we're doing it again ladies and gentlemen Do it's it here again. welcome back to the welcome back to the sweat lodge uh one That's more right. week <laughs> this time next what was week the, name of the, this... the lodge in red green show is that like the beaver lodge or
1: something is this, this i don't
0: know i've lost i've lost <laughs> all conception of what things are and when they when they were and all of this kind of stuff i have no no idea anymore what things are um my brain is addled with heat i i have nothing left to give Uh, But I am here for you, and I am here to read you books, because this is my role in life. Welcome. Uh, That being said... This is the path I have chosen. This is the path I have chosen, uh, and I also chose a path where we didn't have enough weeks in the tank that we could uh, afford to skip weeks. So, welcome Mm -hmm. to my pain. Um, That (laughs) all being said, uh, this is Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. Uh, David... Any current events or anything like that popping around that you would like to have a discussion around? Mm, 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 mm. Well, uh,
1: Israel has a new prime minister, and Ooh. the the day he went into office, op- oh, he's he's he makes Netanyahu look like a dub. And the day he Ooh. went in office, yeah, he was one. I guess his quote pretty sure his quote was i have no problem killing arabs i've done it before or something and someone all, all the zionists are trying to correct he says no 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 he said no job uh he eliminating or something like that or neutralizing and it's like what does neutralize that's, mean that's, define neutralize that's, explain to that's me how you neutralize
0: something
1: yeah it's the same thing um so the first day he went into to office immediate bombing of 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 uh, gaza and of course a march where the idf cleared the streets to allow zionist marchers to basically run through waving israeli flags and shout death to arabs um not good things Not good things on, on that. No, that doesn't
0: sound, that doesn't sound good or ideal or awesome at all. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I mean, and, and there's details of, of resistance, which are good. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's growing sentiment with the BDS, although this is not getting the same attention. You know, they, they tried the American strategy of get caught being monsters and the second people realize that you're the actual evil, of the world just switch leaders To someone who's just as bad but everybody Thinks the problems <laughs> resolved because you change the name on the Top of the card
0: um, it'd be really Great America should really adopt that process Where you can eliminate leaders yeah. to coalition Governments much qu- it would make our job a Lot easier doing the whole global I, I was, uh,
1: Terrorism thing I Would I would think you know maybe a cycle Where like every four I don't know eight Years just just kind of corrects itself That would that'd be a great way to run an Empire Um but anyway, uh, there's also been a, a boat – where was this at? Where they were they were actually blocking a boat that had a shipment to go to Israel. Was it Portland? And they'd had it blocked for over a week. I think they're still working oh, on blocking the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Really good, well-organized uh, uh, effort there where people are basically coming out protesting and getting like the dock workers on board with them, and the boat's stuck. It's fantastic. Um, again, only one boat, but every bit of resistance, that's a big deal.
0: It's hitting Anything, them right the economic, you can, Any right the kind of organized book. resistance like that is, yeah. is a good sign. Every single yeah. time you have organized resistance that's able to materially impact the empire, that is is—that is always a good thing. Yeah,
1: and that sounds small comparatively, but that's a huge impact. They do not like their profits being being smoked no. right in the pocket. Remember
0: what one boat yeah. did in the Suez Canal earlier this year? Yeah. One boat makes a difference. <laughs> um, shout, out, shout out to Evergreen. Shout out to Evergreen. <laughs> Miss you ever given. <laughs> Miss you ever given.
1: Um, but um yeah, that's that's about all that's coming to mind. Obviously there's there's you yeah. know still uprisings in, in Colombia. Um obviously, you know, there, there's there's nothing that's coming to, to, to mind to say though. I I I
0: guess. wanna do I wanna do two bullshit domestic ones real quick. Okay. I want to do one bullshit domestic one and one domestic one that should be a victory, but I think it's getting going to get co-opted in the worst way possible. Let's put it that way. Okay, um, okay. First up, we'll do the co-opted one. Uh, as, of, as of the time of this recording, about a couple hours ago, Juneteenth is officially a U.S. federal holiday. Oh, yes, yes. Um, which...
1: Theoretically is good. I mean, it, it, it should be honored that way. Um, that said, if you think about the material impact of a federal holiday, first off, Americans aren't guaranteed federal holidays off in the first place. No. So it's not like a federal holiday really impacts most people. You go to other countries, um, you know, whether they're a quote unquote developed first world country, it means like, you know, another even, a, but that, that just means even another imperialist power. If, if there's a federal holiday, generally the workers get off, right? Um, that's something that European countries basically have to do. They had decades of pressure from communists and the Soviet Union and, and things like that. America doesn't even do that. And of course, the quote unquote third world countries, uh, which when not out and out puppet governments are often, you know, socialist or at least anti imperialist, uh, leaning, you know, very often also have, you know, the same way, same way you see with like, you know, parental leave after having a kid and, and, you know, guaranteed health care these are things a lot of countries have and the united states doesn't so federal holiday whatever that said there is an impact where it gets recognized and other than a bunch of democrats kissing each other's ass and patting each other on the back and saying how they personally defeated racism um usually what happens which is is what i think they're gonna do oh yeah they're definitely gonna do that um there's, there's the where is that kneeling kente cloth picture that's gonna happen again that's bust it out um no oh god don't bust it out it was a curse of the world the first time um bust i'm just it saying out. it's gonna happen again
0: i am i am i am anxiously with bated breath awaiting the uh the <laughs> first round of this when it comes out next year and we get like toyota juneteenth sales and we're oh buying, god
1: it's gonna be so I'm, bad I,
0: so I'm they're right so, in the middle of Pride
1: I'm, Month. So, like, all the companies will oh will, my god, you know, it is in the middle some, of
0: Pride Month. Tonight. Yeah, oh so, my so they're god. already doing their Pride marketing. Imperi- there, yeah, it'll be rainbow imperialism plus trying. To, you're going to do all the in pull in one month. You're going to try and exploit the LGBTQ community and the African American community all in one month. Yeah, um,
1: you know, and again, I mean, and and I want to say I know you were using it. Um, sarcastically there but just a reminder actual identity politics are very good and important thing but yes. option and tokenization is very very bad and that's what democrats do best that actually confuses yes. people into thinking identity politics are bad when they're in fact very very good um but the other thing i was going to say is the overwhelming majority of service workers—they don't tend to get these national holidays off. And no,
0: they're lucky if they get time and a half. Live. It really should be. We need to find a way where it's just a national holiday that only Black people are allowed to be off for. Yeah, it really should be. It really should be. But, but we're not. We're we're obviously not there. All right. So yeah, that, it's is, beyond, that is that is domestic- beyond our, our individual power. That takes group organizing. And um, the second one is just something that is so. It's one of those moments, and I'm sure everybody saw it. I'm sure everybody's already had their takes, and everyone's got their takes on it. But I I, I just need to vent it for a second because it made my brain break a little inside. And it's it's getting harder and harder to do that. Um, I feel like I'm a nerd to certain amounts of brain breakage. But uh, when everyone's president, Joe Biden, comes out and says the words, how would it be if the United States were viewed by the rest of the world as interfering with the elections directly of other countries, and everybody knew it? What would it be like if we engage in activities that he engaged in? It diminishes the standing of a country when he's talking about his meeting with Vladimir Putin. Um, yeah, ga- gang, gang, um, gang. I don't know how to explain. Like, that's that's. Of course, they do that. They do it all the yes. time. They admit they do that. that.
1: Is, nobody does it more than the United States. It's, it's really gross when we talk about Russia because, like, who? I, there's always that the, the the trope, like, along with the strong man, there's there's uh, uh like the the hand selected, handpicked successor trope. You know who actually had a handpicked successor? Yeltsin. Um, you know who that handpicked successor was? Putin. Putin. Uh, you know the most famous election America interfered with. Yeltsin's reelection
0: and it's, it's not like that's the most famous <sighs> one but it's it is Im- it is outright. if you can listen to that and not I mean that should just be a litmus test for do you mm-hmm. buy the bullshit because yeah the Jakarta method exists uh, bullets of Washington exist like mm-hmm. th- there is a very well documented his we just did this last year we're doing it this year we mm-hmm. we literally just did we tried to do a coup with Juan Guaido to overthrow an election official! Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, Joe? Of course yeah. we do all of that! Of course yeah. the whole world knows about it. What are you babbling about, you senile old fuck?
1: Yeah. Um So <laughs> I'm very angry. <laughs> This, this but this is a normal propaganda, right This is how propaganda works it It just but designs a so truth bad. sure it's so sure bad. sure, but it just designs designs a, a quote unquote truth that doesn't match the truth and then they just beat you over the head with it casually like it's reality and if you say anything different, they pearl clutch um, and if you don't challenge it, they just get to name their own reality they made up and that's what Joe Biden was doing. he was just naming reality.
0: We have regime change. Except it was a real reality. A it was the reality
1: he was creating. It was inventing reality. It was an, on invented, the it was
0: an invented reality. Hello, Michael Perenzi. Yeah. I feel like book yes. book club just finished book club just finished yes. that
1: this week. Good work, Book Club. Um, yeah. So Joe Biden was, was in the process of inventing
0: reality. It is it's just—it's just to the point where there are some... again. They—they they will say stuff and it's obviously false. But that one especially, I don't know why that irks me. And it's pretty, pretty bad. so terribly oh, and so no, bad. That That's should, just
1: so. That one should irk you. That one
0: should irk everyone on the planet. I just you the entire like I did love everybody and their mother that just linked to the Yakko singing the uh, the yeah. countries of the world song. That that was that that was good. <laughs> I also forgot that Yakko acknowledged Palestine in that song, and so Yakko is really? apparently more based than... Yeah, at the very end of the song, Palestine is included as one of the countries of the world. So oh. uh, Animaniacs are based. Great. Good work. Good work, Warner Brothers. Good work. Not like good you cost me a job Yakko or anything died. like that. <laughs> you fucking vampire company. Um, that being but said... Space Jam, Nathan. Space Jam. I swear to god they're going to ru- they're going <laughs> to run over everything from my childhood and exploit vampire suck it for all it's worth. Um, that being said, do you want to read a book? Yeah. All right, let's, yeah, read, a let's book. read a
1: book. Okay.
0: We are reading Black Reconstruction in America, and we will always be reading Black Reconstruction in America until the end of linear time because that's just how uh, the timeline works apparently. Um we are starting on page 531. Uh, we are starting on the border and frontier chapter. And by 1868, the ex planters in North Carolina had begun to organize themselves as Democrats, although some of them, for financial reasons, became scalawags and allied themselves with the carpetbaggers. Um, I feel like it's worth uh, stopping and redefining those terms. Um, scalawags, <laughs> again, were members that were people that existed in the South. That were already native to the South, but aligned themselves with the Republican cause carpetbaggers yeah. are the same thing but they come from the north they take they come down from the north and, and and invade quote unquote and align themselves with the republican cause so that is the difference between carpetbaggers and scalawags i feel like it's been like six months since i learned about it so i feel like everyone else is probably <laughs> needs you know, to refresh. well it's also been confusing too because the last couple of
1: chapters like you say they they empathized with the republicans of the north in spite of being from the south during secession but mm-hmm. everything you've seen in these last few chapters is they keep siding with the planters. So that makes exactly. it all the more confusing.
0: So, again, just knowing who your players are is important here. Yeah. Uh, the conservatives fought the Constitution on the ground that it made the Negro a social equal. Oh, good. And while it gave representation to the Negro, it did not give representation to property. <sighs> <sighs> which to them is the same thing and so that's that's uh (laughs) did not give representation to property this is citizens united circa 1870 like this is insanity does not give representation to it gave representation to a class of people but not houses
1: that that sounds ridiculous and again it's a good reminder good reminder that this country values property over people as it always will and that is of course not just a capitalist thing, because capitalism, of course, rides on private property, but that is very much a colonial thing and an anti-black thing. Um, yep. But good reminder that they did explicitly have more rights to property than people, including no rights to black people. When the Confederacy and before, before the secession, when the Confederacy existed before the secession, they had the three-fifths compromise. That was yep. a right to give property a vote. You bought more property in the, the, the case that the property was a human being that didn't count as a human being, but counted as property. You got more vote. And so when black people become real people and they become emancipated, when you get rid of this three-fifths compromise and you give them, um, oh my God, we've just been reading about it uh, for chapters and I forgot the name of the right to vote. Suffrage. Oh, and you give them suffrage.
0: suffrage. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot. Su- we're reading Black God Reconstruction and we forgot suffrage. We are uh, really but, bad but at this.
1: You you take suffrage away from owning black people and give it directly to black people You are recognizing the rights of black people and you are taking away the quote unquote rights of property. I mean, it is very explicitly what's happening. Of course, that's how they see it. And that's what pissed them off.
0: Yeah. In Wilmington, for instance, it was said that Negroes cast the majority of votes that 39 nine That's that's a fun proportion of the real estate belonged to the white people. Property was thus arrayed against labor while labor was allied with the new carpetbag capital. This new capital was in the hands of persons who had but lately come to the state. In no state was the fight of the planters against carpetbaggers more bitter. Due to the, and it makes sense. Where would I mean, if you're a carpetbagger, if you're someone that's moving from the north to the south, path of least resistance, yeah. North Carolina is going to be one of the first places on your stop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, any of those border states are going to
1: be one of the first places. And North Carolina is, of course, the most north and east. So it's going to be the first of the border states you encounter. And it's going to be closest to the the largest coastal population. Of course, most of the people are going to be there that are carpetbaggers.
0: Yep. Due to the long presence of the army in the state during the war, with the easy communication by water, a large number of Northerners after the war chose North Carolina as a likely home for work and investment. Hey, look, he just did the thing we did again. Yeah, he did um, the thing. He explained it, and he explained it he even did better with the right of the material. Look reasons. at that. He actually gave material conditions for why it was the way. Wow. It's almost <laughs> like he's better at this than we are. Uh, Holden summoned the legislature to meet July 1st, 1868. In his inaugural address, he defended the carpetbaggers and stated that in the history of the state, most of the leaders had come from the outside. This legislature ratified the 14th Amendment and voted down a provision for separate Negro schools. There were three Negro members of the Senate out of a total of 15 and 16 members of the House out of a total of 120. Two of the Negroes acted as speakers at various times. Among both the Negro and white members, there was considerable illiteracy, and among the local officials throughout the state, it was said that a few Negro appointees were competent and many of the white ones were not. Thus, the Reconstruction problem in North Carolina, while it had to deal with ignorance and inefficiency, was only to a very small extent a Negro problem. The real fight in North Carolina was between the old regime and the white carpetbaggers, with the poor whites as the ultimate arbiters, and Negro labor between struggling for existence. The brunt of the attack was the northern newcomers. The combination by which the white immigrants gained control of the state with the support of the Negroes had to meet, as in all southern states, a charge of extravagance, if not corruption. During the two years of government of Holden, the debt of North Carolina was increased from 16 million to 32 million. It is doubtful, however, if Holden could be held responsible for this, and certainly the Negroes could not. Most of this debt was to aid railroads. Hey, look, guys, it's the same old refrain. I was gonna say this is a
1: recurring theme. It's it's mm-hmm. almost almost like the panic of eighteen seventy three factored in a lot. I mean I think this is probably why I do realize now, uh, because the panic of eighteen thirty seven was of course really important, and I didn't even realize knowing going into this book a lot of the bullshit narratives, how much of the panic of or, I'm sorry, I keep saying eighteen thirty seven, eighteen seventy three, how how much the, the panic of eighteen seventy three was probably a bullshit apologist um Narrative to, to take off from, like, you know, planters and racism crushing Reconstruction, essentially, so brutally. Um, and and Northern Capital being partly responsible, too, when, when we want to think of the Northern as the good white people. Uh, but even with that, we're still going to see the uh, Panic of 1873 pop up, and, and especially its causes, especially the railroads pop up over and over and over, because the railroad boom was a huge part of history at the time
0: it was the bubble it was again we talk about yeah. this every time there's always a bubble that leads to an economic collapse or a depression or a, a recession or whatever you want to call it and in this mm-hmm. case it was absolutely 100% the railroad industry um, the aid granted to railroads by the convention of 1868 and the legislatures of 1868 to 69 was generally approved and passed by votes of members of both parties look guys it's bipartisan the object was to extend and complete the general railroad system, and the popular belief was that immigration and consequent development would justify the improvement and secure the state against loss. Wow, where do we hear that over and over and over again? Um, God, like it's like we, we hear the same arguments over. Oh no, there's no we're gonna we're gonna totally make up our laws. Like this is totally worth taking a total total public law. You hear that in, like when they argue for like stadiums, like, public investment. funding of stadiums. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, no 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 we're gonna bring people to the town we're gonna bring events and it'll totally make up for it fuck you it's just an excuse to line your pockets These expectations have been disappointed. Immigration was checked and prevented. Part of the bonds were sold as a sacrifice, and the proceeds misapplied by the officers of the companies. Among the men managing the railroads and converting the proceeds were members of both political parties. The planters who bore the taxation raged with cries of fraud and theft. The sentinel said, Rave on, ye radical plunderers, but ye days of inequity and fraud and corruption are fast coming to an end. The people insulted and robbed will not much longer suffer for you to pursue your foul practices and elude public justice. This is the planters saying that. The planters talking about corruption and and bad practices. Yeah, no, uh uh-huh, sure. The North Carolina (laughs) served, loved, and honored by Gaston, Hash, Badger, Swain, and Ruffin is the same North Carolina no more. I don't know any of those names. Uh, She is now the hog Trap. I know Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, but that's about (laughs) it she is now the hog trow of the union where littlefield do laughlin torgy hey torgy's back again heaton ashley brewer and abbott and such swine come to wallow with native hogs like holden victor and greasy sam <laughs> who is sam that he got designated the, as greasy greasy sam damn greasy sam but say is that an italian gentleman because that feels like a slur right there i'm not sure but it feels like I, it's a slur i don't know well i mean they're calling people hogs so
1: something's up um Something's something's a amiss. Something's a Many things. Many, show, yeah, sorry. Oh, many you things read? show. I, well, I hadn't yet. Um, many things show that in North Carolina, landed capital were bidding for the black and white labor vote. Capital with universal suffrage outbid the landed interests. The landholders had one recourse, and that was to draw the color line and convince the native-born white voter that his interests lay with the planter class and were opposed to those of the northern interloper and the Negro. The boycott on the part Classic of the planters... Tactic. Ne- Classic tactic. Classic uh, tactic. The boycott... Pop- Cut on the part of the planters against negro labor unless it voted right was severe when the legislature of 1868 adjourned 88 of the republican members signed a bitter address to the people which was militant labor striking back Did it ever occur to you, ye gentlemen of property, education, and character, to you, ye, and especially ye women, who never received anything from these colored people but services, kindness, and protection, did it ever occur to you that these same people who are so very bad will not be willing to sleep in the cold when your houses are denied them, merely because they will not vote as you do? That they may not be willing to starve while they are willing to work for bread. Did it never occur to you that revenge, which is so sweet to you, may be sweet to them? Hear us. If nothing else, you will hear. Did it never occur to you that if you kill their children with hunger, they will kill your children with fear? Did it never occur to you that if you good people maliciously determine that they shall have no shelter, they may determine that you shall have no shelter? I, I like this. This is very phenomenal. I am
0: very here with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now, be it remembered that in the late election that were more than 20,000 majority of the freemen of North Carolina who voted in opposition to the Democratic Party, will it be safe for the landholders, householders, and meat holders to attempt to kick into disgrace and starve to death 20,000 majority of the freemen of the state? again later as a power of the planters became stronger the standard representing the carpetbaggers said can there be any remedy under the forms of law we think so unquestionably of course it is not to be supposed that men and women and children will starve to death while corn is still standing in the fields and while hogs and cattle are not kept under lock and key but these are matters of minor importance and are to be expected however much the necessity may be deplored what we mean is that there's one efficient remedy for this whole wholesale crusade of, oppo- of oppression carried on against the colored race to starve him into voting against his choice. The remedy is this. Whenever the Republicans have control of a county, let a meeting of the commissioners be called at once. Let them make out a list of all the colored stonemasons, brick- bricklayers, plasterers, painters, and carpenters. Then let them select the site of sufficient dimension for a village of from five to fifteen hundred colored paupers, as the case may be. The work itself will give employment to a considerable number of persons, and some time will be required to complete it. Then let the county paupers be moved in and provided with the houses and food at the expense of those who have made them paupers. The tax be so laid as to affect only the large landholders. Now one in twenty owns any land at all, and the large landholders are much rarer. This tax will fall lightly upon the great mass of people, while the oppressive landholder will be compelled to throw his broad acres upon the market to raise money to pay the taxes. And in addition to this, let the legislature deprive these exacting tyrants of the benefit of the stay law and compel them to pay their debts, to pass their lands under the sheriff's hammer, and to give the poor a chance to buy land. Hell Which all sounds good on paper, really good on paper, but you know how... Wealthy landholders are And how they can rally the racism And rally the troops against This taxation Um
0: david let me have a moment Okay damn it let me have one moment Just one okay A guy laid out a plan to house The homeless and do it at the expense Of the rich and i'm all for it and And he started with of course they're not gonna starve
1: You don't have the corn locked down they're gonna go Take it which i'm i'm Definitely good for that um Governor Holden was accused of being the head of the Union League, which was the organization of white and colored voters, of believing in social equality and of being corrupt. The Ku Klux Klan increased their activities and in the C- Congressional investigation, Investigating Committee reported 260 outrages, including seven murders and the whipping of 72 whites and 141 Negroes. Holden says these combinations were at first purely political in their character, and many good citizens were induced to join them. But gradually, under the leadership of ambitious and discontented politicians, and under the pretext that society needed to be regulated by some authority outside or above the law, their character was changed, and those secret clans began to commit murder, to rob, to whip, scourge, and mutilate unoffending citizens. They met in secret, in disguise, and arms in a dress of a certain kind intended to conceal their persons and their horses, and to terrify those whom they menaced or assaulted. They held their camps, and under leaders they decreed judgment against their peaceable fellow citizens, from mere intimidations and scourgings, mutilations, the burning of churches, schoolhouses, mills, and in many cases to murder this organization under different names, but cemented by a common purpose, is believed to have embraced not less than forty thousand voters in North Carolina. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and let's be very clear too, he did say this organization under many names, but in common purpose, as we talked about yeah. last week in our current events with Deputant Balls and, and Veiled Prophets and, and other names of things that are not the KKK, but technically but there's no reason but a to snoop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Governor Holden said in his proclamation of July 19th, 1870, For months past, there has been maturing in these localities under the guidance of bad and disloyal men, a dangerous secret insurrection. I have invoked public opinion to aid me in suppressing this treason. I have issued proclamation after proclamation to the people of the state to break up these unlawful combinations. I have brought to bear every civil power to restore peace and order, but all in vain. The Constitution and the laws of the United States and of this state are set at naught. The civil courts are no longer a protection to life, liberty, and property. Assassination and outrage go unpunished, and the civil magistrates are intimidated and are afraid to perform their functions. To the majority, to of, the the people, majority of
0: the people, these sections are approach of night. Are These sections, the approach of night is like the entrance into the valley of the shadow of death. The men dare not sleep beneath their roofs at night, but abandoning their wives and little ones, wander into the woods until day. Jesus. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. I'm going to read that one more time. Yeah. To the majority of the people of these sections, the approach of night is like the entrance into the valley of the shadow of death. The men dare not sleep beneath their roofs at night, but abandoning their wives and little ones, wander in the woods until day. Can you even imagine... The, the, the concept of having to leave your house and just wander yeah. around aimlessly in the woods until daylight because that's the only time that's safe. Yeah. Like, God it damn. Is. The legislature met in 1870 with three Negro senators and 19 Negro members of the House. This small proportion of Negroes was continued up until 1876. The number of senators remaining about the same, but the number of representatives being reduced to seven. The the appropriations for schools and relief were not sufficient, and there was continued complaint. A system of public schools had been inaugurated in April 1869. The impeachment of Holden was repeatedly demanded. Good God, we're back at it again. Here we go. Impeachment time, guys. It's impeachment time. Seventeen colored members of the legislature issued an address in 1870 in which they defended Holden. The only offense of Governor Holden and that which has brought down the wrath of the dominant party upon him is that he thwarted the designs of a band of assassins who had prepared to sacrifice this state in the blood of the poor people on the night before the last election on account of their political sentiments and to prevent them from voting. Because he dispersed this murderous host organization by the so-called conservative party, they proposed to destroy him. First to suspend him, then to go through with a mock trial before the Senate, as they have done before the House, where a true bill had been found without taking testimony. After impeachment, his enemies will not be satisfied until he is hanged, unless happily their own gallows overtake him. When the Governor Holden is disposed of, those who he protected will be the next victims, for the blood of one man will not satisfy their thirst. They are mad because reconstruction measures have triumphed and we are permitted to represent you in this body. They are mad because we refuse to bow the knee to them. The legislature which convened in the Capitol in the fall of 1870 was made up of a Senate of 36 conservatives, three Negroes and two carpetbaggers and a House of 75 conservatives, 19 Negroes and two carpetbaggers. One of the first things which this new legislature did was to take the steps leading to the impeachment of the governor. He was accused of being head of the Union League in North Carolina, of believing in the social and political equality of the two races. What an offense! <laughs> and of conducting the affairs of the state of North Carolina in a wasteful way. As members of the Union League, it was to be expected that the Negroes would give their full support to only the political organization which made any pretense at wanting them its membership. And which they believed to be the one thing standing between them and re-enslavement. In a letter to Captain Pride Jones of Hillsborough, Holden said every citizen, no matter of what color or poor or humble, has a right to labor for a living without being molested, to express his political opinions without let or hindrance, and to be absolutely at peace in his own house. But the strategy of North Carolina became increasingly clear to drive out Northerners who dared to take political leadership of Negroes and to unite all whites against Negroes on a basis of race prejudice and mob law. Thus, under, quote-unquote, race, they camouflaged the dictatorship of land and capital over black labor and indirectly over white labor. The now, Albert now, Mayer- let's,
1: let's read that yeah. again. Uh, okay. Thus, under-raced, they camouflaged a dictatorship of land and capital over black labor and indirectly over white labor. And that so clearly lays out so much of the United States before then, then, now... Um, that is the goal of white supremacy. Um, it is to hold the power structures in place and hold the power full in place and to serve power, as does the existence of the United States, as does the U.S. government. And detailed in there is that is direct antagonism, direct control, most oppression directed at black people, not at white people. And white people are just affected negatively, but indirectly unless there are these landholders and yet white people are encouraged to partake because not only are they sold into this by these powerful landholders, et cetera. Um, but because they're hurt indirectly, the only direct consequences they see are benefit, right? I'm not them. I get mm-hmm. power over them. They don't take my job. Like blah, a blah, 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 blah. And so it's effective. And so, You could never combat this without centering black people, right? Even when you want to explain that, yeah, this hurts white people too, you can't equalize it. You have to center black people because that's what has to be fought. To fight racism, you have to fight for the rights and for the more specifically power of the most oppressed races. Um but again it affects everyone negatively this is something we've been saying since capital because it's something that's true and something we've tried to hone and explain correctly and i think that sentence did it better than anything we've encountered yet
0: amen the albermarly register said the paper in the future is this paper in the future is in favor of drawing the line between whites and blacks regardless of consequences oh good Despite all the charges of fraud, corruption, and stealing, Holden, when finally impeached, was charged not with dishonesty, but with using and paying troops to put down an insurrection in the state. He said in defense that as regarded the white militia, we all agreed, at least those of us who took part in the discussion, that the governor would be employing a militia composed of the Ku Klux to put down Ku Klux. That as regards the colored militia, it was inexpedient and impolitic to use them owing to the prejudice in regard to race and color. It was then suggested by whom I do not recollect that it would be best to organize a regular force. White Northerners added that the far from the Ku Klux Klan trying to stamp out corruption, that to punish or prevent corruption is no part of the object of the Ku Klux, but they tolerate those who rob the state. This may be because among the robbers are members of both political parties, including some who direct, other, direct and others who control and might easily suppress the Klan. And if the Ku Klux were to punish corruption, impartially, they would strike men in sympathy with themselves, even their own members. Another reason for the indulgence of the public robbers by Ku Klux is the doings of both tend to the same result. The overthrow of the state government. The one assaults while the other undermines. In the ensuing Constitutional Convention, Torgi, one of the most ablest and honest of the carpetbaggers, defended the carpetbaggers and said that Columbus, the pilgrims, and even Jesus Christ were carpetbaggers. Uh, (laughs) I don't like... I don't like There's that. There's a lot going on there, gang. Don't,
1: I don't like that. I don't like that. But that is something you see this even now, right? Columbus was, was, a was a carpetbagger. A
0: you know Columbus. Yeah.
1: He was great. Yeah, you know Columbus. Then yeah. Um trying to take the figures that people already think highly of, even if you believe you're characterizing them correctly, which God no, no with Columbus. God no, 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 no. Um No no no. No, no, no. Um Back off even if you're characterizing them correctly that takes them out of the context of their time that takes out of the context of what they believed and that tries it, i know it's it's trying to appeal to people to what they claim to prescribe to but if someone prescribes to white supremacy religion religion is an ideological belief and it's very important to people okay there's also political ideology And you can form political ideology around religion, and you can form your claim to religion around political ideology. Some people do one. Some people – much more people do the other. And usually when you make this appeal, these people that are forming religion religion around ideology don't give a shit.
0: Don't give a shit. They just assume you're full of shit and move on.
1: Right. And so when it sounds like you're trying to do like an aha or a clever thing or a childish explanation at best, or I don't know, you rehabilitate and further praise Christopher Columbus, it's not worth it. It's crap.
0: Also, how was Jesus a carpetbagger?
1: Yeah, I don't even get like I could get that the Jesus was a socialist thing. It's not it's not correct yeah, politically in, in context. Yeah, but it's at least fun. At least makes sense, right? Because he does he does you know overturn the 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 money lenders. He does you know uh, drive compassion for the poor, the first. I, obviously, the overwhelming majority of Christians claim this belief and don't really practice anything like that. Unfortunately, but there are Christians that, that very much care about what Jesus said, um, and and the message is something you could wedge into socialism even if that's not a correct understanding in the context of the setting or of what socialism is as a political structure but I don't even get it with the carpetbagger that doesn't even make the sense carpet, i could see
0: he was from, i could see columbus was, born, was a
1: carpetbagger cuz he 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 moved which is just calling carpetbaggers
0: settlers which what yeah which again the pilgrims <laughs> but, the pilgrims were 100% carpetbaggers yeah right so was yeah. so was columbus that's not making a good point my dude <laughs> but what the fuck was Jesus a carpet for? Where did he go?
1: I guess, I guess because he went from Galilee to Jerusalem. I don't know. Fucking I don't know. I, just, I, I, I can't wrap my head around that one.
0: That's a that's a sentence, Torgy. You're 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 got one strike, Torgy. O'Hara, <laughs> a Negro delegate. Strike. It's a hell of a strike. It's a, it's a hard strike one right down the plate. O'Hara, a Negro delegate, moved to make the combination of a white person and a Negro a felony. No, co- not the cohabitation of a white person and a Negro a felony. Ooh, this was okay. rejected 59 to 46. Torgi proposed to make it a misdemeanor. Torgee, what are you doing? Uh, this was rejected 61 to 43. I, I like how 18- that got rejected harder. Harder. From 1870 on, North Carolina was in the power of the Democratic Party so that the Radical Reconstruction controlled the state for only two years. Wages were low during Reconstruction and probably would have been under any government. In 1860, 110 a year was the wages of a man hired out. In 1867, 104 In 1868 and 1870, $89. The value of the chief crops was $38 million in 1867, $31 million in 1870. In 1860, the value of manufactured products was $9 million. In 1870, $19 million. Concerning this whole Negro North, <laughs> concerning this whole North Carolina struggle, Torgy expressed the truth when he said the democratic methods of the government were d- never indigenous to the southern soil. In truth, it has never become acclimated there, but has remained from the first an exotic. A few thousand of the white I know, people. I know we're mid
1: quote, but I just gotta say, as much as we really hated saying native earlier i really hate saying that this is not indigenous to the south because the confederacy was agrarian
0: yeah a few thousand of the white people of north carolina accepted it in 1868 simply as the equivalent of unionism which has always held so dear a place in their hearts a few hundred Adlumites accepted it as an alternative of political bankruptcy and the shibboleth of profitable power and a few score of earnest natives accept stop with the natives accepted it with a clear perception of its basic principles and a bona fide exa- belief in their benevolence, benefic- beneficence? Bene- beneficence? beneficence, beneficence. Beneficence, Beneficence and righteousness. Words. They're fun. A few hundred carpetbaggers received it as the spontaneous product of their native states, the sentiments for which they fought and bled. The African race in bulk believed it as the, which they had fought and bled. The African race in bulk received it as the incarnation and sheet anchor of that liberty which they had just tested. Ignorance, poverty, and inexperience were its chief characteristics. David, please read. Uh, yes, but before I do that... Uh, yes. The Adolamites
1: were an anti-reform faction in UK labor in 1866. So Damn it. I don't Good get, work on the lookout. the hell? Yeah, I don't know what the hell that has to do with North Carolina, though.
0: I don't know um, what any of this has to do with anything. Torgy <laughs> is just going on random rants, it seems like, and I'm not a here for any of them. <laughs> All right.
1: At the beginning of the 19th century, Virginia had something over 300,000 Negroes, of whom 285,369 were slaves, so most of them, um, and 20,124 free. In 1860, the slaves increased to 490,000 and the free Negroes to 58,000. The western counties of Virginia, beyond the mountains, opposed secession. And at a meeting held in August 1861, they called themselves the Restored Government of Virginia, in which F.H. Pierpoint, governor. This body gave the consent of Virginia to the forming of a new state of West Virginia. Oh,
0: so Take this is how we get West Virginia. Yeah. Country roads. <sighs> um,
1: well, the governor, Pierpoint, then moved his castle to Alec Castle? God damn, might as well be. Pierpont. Pierpont moved his capital to Alexandria under the protection of the federal armies, but actually had only a small part of Virginia under his control. In May 1864, this restored government adopted a constitution with white suffrage. President Lincoln recognized the government, and President Johnson, May 9, 1865, restored federal functions in Virginia. A secession of the legislature met in June 1865, passed some black laws, and congratulated itself on escaping Negro suffrage. Not a big fan so far. Um, Not a great fan, no. The government was moved on from Alexandria to Richmond, and immediately there appeared a split between the former Confederates and the Unionists. The freedmen were especially disappointed and held a convention in Alexandria in August 1865. The body reviewed the indignities, brutalities, and inhumanities to which the Negroes were subjected as slaves. It asserted that a large number of Virginians bore the Negroes an undeserved malice because they were black and had been freed by the United States government. As a protection against such people, the freedmen demanded rights, privileges, and immunities common to the citizens, including the right to vote. The freedmen declared that they were prepared to exercise the suffrage intelligently, and they pledged their loyalty to the interests of the state and to the United States. They presented a claim to citizenship on the ground that they should not be regarded as a separate class, but granted the considerations prayed as an evidence of the natural equality of all men. In the congressional election of October 12th, the reactionaries were completely successful and in January 1866 passed a stern black code with the usual vagrancy law and contract labor law. Ordinary civil rights were granted the Negro, but he could testify in court only when he saw himself involved. Even some of the Confederates thought that these laws were too drastic and General Terry prohibited their application. The Congressional Committee of 15 began an inquiry into affairs in Virginia in January 1866 and had 49 witnesses of all shades of opinion. The reactionaries were bitter towards the Negroes, and there were several riotous outbreaks. The Unionists called a convention at Alexandria on May 17th and took a stand in favor of the public schools and Negro suffrage. In late 1870, or 1866, Pierpont, recognizing the trend of affairs, recommended modification of the vagrancy law and ratification of the 14th Amendment. But the legislature at first refused, and then an extra session debated the matter. Before they had come to any final decision, the Reconstruction laws became operative. The recon- so this tells you exactly, again, how important Reconstruction was. You saw this state immediately upon formation pass black coats. Yep. And the only way that came about, again, was with the pressure of the 14th Amendment and, and representation of the United States. They had to allow Reconstruction in. The Reconstruction Act of March 2nd had been passed with the legislature Met again on March fifteenth, the Negroes had attempted to vote in municipal election at Alexandria. The mayor and judge asked advice of the President Johnson and the Attorney General, but received no answer because President Johnson is an asshole. Yeah, the Negroes yeah, no cast yes, uh, Negroes cast fourteen hundred votes. The white conservatives a thousand votes, and the white radicals seventy two votes. The Negro votes were not counted, and the military commander forbade further local elections until after registration now that is some shit more black people voted than white people and And they they had 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 a majority and they just didn't count it they just dismissed it meantime the considerable immigration of white politicians and office holders began to organize the negro vote among those who early took leadership was james w honeycutt a native of South Carolina who became the radical leader of the Negroes. John C. Underwood became a more moderate leader, and John Minor Botts, a conservative leader. At first, Botts was not in favor of Negro suffrage. Why the hell not, Botts?
0: Oh, certain reasons, I'm sure.
1: Various Republican papers were established, which told the Negroes that they were in danger of being re and that they were given to understand that the plantations would be broken up and every freedman given a 40-acre farm. The reactionaries were strongly against Negro suffrage. They wanted the Negro neither to vote nor hold office, but would grant him some civil and economic rights. They nevertheless oh, insisted the Negro... Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you some rights. They they're not important ones. We still make the decisions, but you can you can have some rights. Um, they nevertheless insisted the Negroes cooperate with their former masters. Again, what the hell good are the rights? Uh, there were a great deal of sickness, poverty, and death among the Negroes at this time, and some crime. There was also much philanthropic effort, fraternal and insurance societies, attempts at theatrical exhibition theatrical exhibitions and some intermarriage between the races negro churches and schools were built and burned a riot took place in alexandria on christmas day 1865 in which two whites were injured and 14 negroes killed
0: feel yet, like Whitelaw- you buried the lead there
1: yeah uh, Yet Whitelaw white law reed said the negroes were everywhere found quiet respectful and peaceable they were the only class at work, and in perhaps most respects, their outward conduct was that of excellent citizens. With regard to their deportment, the Alexandria Gazette expressed the consensus of press opinion that the Negroes generally behaved themselves respectfully towards whites. The economic, oppression, the economic of the Negro,
0: oppression of the Negro led during 1865 to 1867 to considerable migration. Perhaps as many as two hundred thousand left the state, and there were attempts to organize unions and strikes for higher wages, particularly in the tobacco factories. In Richmond, there was a there was a Stavidors strike, and another strike in, on the Richmond and Danville Railroad in eighteen seventy five. A state convention of Negroes assembled, which organizing the Laboring Men's Mechanic Union Association to protect the Negro labor. The superintendent of public instruction. In his report of 1871, said that the more striking evidences of thrift are, of course, given by comparatively a small proportion of the races and the general willingness to labor which exhibit exists among them is to be partly accounted for by the habit of having formed in slavery. But in the past history of the race in America have always been examples of Negro shrewdness and enterprise in every neighborhood with the very limited opportunities which have a slave had for getting money. It is astonishing how many of them have bought themselves and their families into order in order to enjoy freedom and how common it was for them to gain money for themselves by extra work, by little manufacturers and other honest means. And it is not to be forgotten that during the late war, the Negroes of Richmond contributed thousands of dollars to sustain the Confederacy. And many stood the test of the battlefield on both sides.
1: Okay, now I'm going to take a pause real quick here because I did want to mention they were talking about strikes in Richmond and the Danville Railroad. And we talked before about railroad strikes during the Panic of 1873. This was obviously one um, happening that during that span. Um, but the reason it, it seems important to me to mention tobacco factories and strikes in Richmond is because Richmond, Virginia, is the headquarters of Philip Morris. Yep. And and Philip Morris also is currently under an umbrella company called Altria, which has Kraft, Nabisco, really something else, Reynolds, Jesus, Reynolds Wrap, Reynolds Ten Twelve Wraps, the other one, and they are also based in Virginia because at the time the consolidation under Altria. The largest company was not Kraft, was not Reynolds Metal. It was Philip Morris.
0: Um, that being said, we're going to end it here for this week. Okay. Uh, we're
1: <laughs> yeah, going to end it no, on that
0: note. We're going to end it on that high note, um, mostly because I think there's some editing snafus that need to happen, but you all don't need to know about those. Um <laughs> That being said, this has been Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. There are a number of different ways that you can reach out to us. If you would like to do that, you can reach out to us through email, uh, Mark's Madness Pod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Mark's Madness Pod. Or if you want to join a community of people that uh, that probably listen to the same things that you do and think similar to you you can uh, join our Discord server. Um, it's the Mark's Madness Pod Discord. We are linked in our Twitter bio. There is also a link if you were to email us, we can send you a link to that, no problem. Um, just a good group of people that are just talking about stuff and things and Final Fantasy 14 and other things um, that aren't Final Fantasy 14 but are tangentially related to Final Fantasy 14. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this There's is like also, how we're a
1: hockey podcast.
0: It, it's, we're a hockey podcast. It's a hockey let's podcast and go, a
1: Final go, Fantasy Discord.
0: Let's go Islanders! Um, I don't that know what you guys s- do in there. That oh, being God damn it. that being said, <laughs> uh, the, there is a disclaimer that we give at the end of every podcast now because I yes. forced David to do it, and we're going to do that disclaimer now, David. Yes. um
1: So obviously, when me and Nathan formed this podcast, we were just. Two dudes sitting in a basement, reading a book, figuring, you know what? We're going to read capital together so we have someone to read it with. That's the best way to read theory. But we're only two people. That's an awfully small reading group, and we know how to record a podcast. So we recorded it, kept some episodes, and said, what the hell? We'll see if we'll do a podcast, and we did. And ever since the beginning, the vision of this podcast is that hopefully you're out there organizing, you're in a party, and your party has some kind of reading group, political education group, whatever it may be, and you're reading these books there, and we're reading it along with you, And we can be some kind of extra voice in that group, some kind of complimentary. Um, resource to add context or to tie things back into the day better. Kind of the things these groups are trying to accomplish. Um, save for that. Save your group or your political, you know, political education or reading group is, you know, reading something shorter or something more applicable to your work or just timing these books differently. Um, and you're reading this on your own. Hopefully we can be that group for you and we can have that discussion. And save for that. Save it's a work like this where we basically read every word and we're an enhanced ebook or a work where we summarize more, kind of act as a different kind of cliff notes or a different kind of summary. Um, Whatever we can do to deliver this theory to you and make it more accessible to you because we want to get more theory out there. That way it's guiding your actions uh, because when theory is not guiding your actions, then you're either doing nothing or you're doing charity. Whereas when uh, theory is guiding it, it becomes theory in action. It becomes praxis. And without that praxis, theory is useless. They go hand in hand. They're tied at the hip
0: amen as always again this has been Mark's Madness Pod we will see you all next week my name is Nathan my name's David bye bye